Hello there, everyone. Welcome to our live show on YouTube for this week. I'm Chris Manning. He is Evan Damerel. We're going to talk about, obviously, the big breaking Cavs news. Uh, Cleveland signed guard Kevin Pangos on Wednesday. We'll talk about him, what the native of Ontario, Canada, brings to Cleveland or what he could theoretically provide. We'll talk more about Ben Simmons, and we'll take some of your questions in the last segment. So if you're on YouTube, go in the chat and hit questions for us and drop them there. Bonus points if you ask like non-Ben Simmons questions, I would say. And uh, yeah, hit that subscribe button. If you have not already, we want to hit our goal of 300 by the end of this weekend. Guys, we need you to hit that subscribe button. If everyone that listens to the show on a daily basis hit subscribe right now. We would smash that goal immediately. So if you're listening to this... Oh, we'd be like a quintillion subscribers. We'd be the most subscribed to YouTube channel well, in history. Let's, Our growth would be tremendous. Okay. that And I don't like the energy. A sounding did. like my genius. Okay, anyway. But if you... if. I'm gonna. If you're listening to this in audio form and you feel like I'm trying to guilt you right now, it's because I am. Hit that subscribe button. Do us a solid. Today's show is also brought to you by Wednesdays on the Locked On NBA channel. It's small market meets big market. Wednesdays in Locked On NBA. Jake Madison from Locked On Pelicans and John Corrales of Locked On Celtics. Go around the NBA for a look at the NBA week from all angles. Follow the Locked On NBA podcast today on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Evan. So... What's First up? off, how are you? Hey, good. In our third segment, we're opening with Judah's question at the top because Judah is our man. He comes to every locker room sesh. He's come to every live stream. The coolest listener of Locked On Cavs is Judah. Yeah, definitively, bar none. If he's in our Discord server, he gets a special Judah role and like ascends him <laughs> above, slightly below moderator. Yeah, fair. Um, but how are you, buddy? I'm good, though, man. I'm good. Uh, we're going to be locked on glasses, verified, and calves soon. My glasses are in the mail. Huh. Um, I shared this with Chris off air, but I'll get in the nitty-gritty. I went to see an ophthalmologist because as a type 1 diabetic, you need to see an eye doctor. And my blood vessels are leaking behind my eyes from straining them too much. But everything else is healthy, so hopefully the glasses fix that. So how are you doing good um i made some very delicious air fried cauliflower for dinner oh did you season it or she just oh, straight yeah. up like a oh i had season, a cauliflower yeah. in the season, air fry. <laughs> seasoned it so that's like the most white person dish ever if you just no uh air so fried like some a- cauliflower avocado av- avocado oil was like the the thing you want that high smoke Ooh. point okay Good choice. Sea good salt, choice. pepper. Do you ever use um, well, rapeseed oil? I have not. I have, I have not. have heard good things. Also a high smoke point there. Um, but So it's salt and pepper, and then cinnamon, mm. paprika, Ooh. some cumin, Ooh. some cayenne. I like this. It was good mm-hmm. stuff. It was very good stuff. Air fried, had some sweet as fries a, at, on the side. It was it was in a little salad. Delightful dinner. As a certified sauce boss, did you sauce it up at all? or? Uh, yeah, I did. I had a little uh, Chick-fil-A sauce on the side. Like the, like Ooh, the, tra- I, the traditional 
Chick-fil-A sauce. Damn, I gotta have dinner at the Manning sometime. I'm just gonna come, invite myself Look, come over. through. Leanne doesn't eat that food, so she was a, she, when she goes out and like has dinner with a friend. I make like more crisp foods, and that cut like a air-fried cauliflower is like a very Chris Manning cooks for himself meal. Did you cook like this in college? No, this is gonna be no, 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 no. My okay, co- I ate co- poorly and college, I cooked for myself college, in college. College me cooking was like rice and beans in a pot with like my friends that I worked with, and we would just like eat like black beans and rice and like budget do you want to know what my budget dish was in college when i was in between like my m- m- slightly above minimum wage paycheck yeah hit me it was brown rice with a little bit of barbecue sauce mixed in and i call it a dirty rice it was and i usually would like you know cook some chicken or something on the side because chicken breasts and chicken thighs especially aren't that expensive and so it wasn't like you know the most sustainable meal but it kept me full and my mom commented that like wow you're really skinny when i came home from winter break so you're like i haven't been i haven't been i haven't been eating actual food mom i haven't had a vegetable in seven yeah. months but evan let's talk about kevin Pang. Let's, talk, let's talk about kevin pangos so here's the the 101 if you're not familiar with who kevin pangos is 28 years old uh played college with kelly olenic uh, every Cavs fan's favorite player at gonzaga uh, was a oh, Alona, Alona is canceling Kevin Pangos on Twitter as we speak right now. Yes, um, played uh, was the conference player of the year his last year. Went undrafted in 2015. Has played his entire professional career overseas, uh, Spain and Lithuania. Where's where he's, he went? Spain, then to Lithuania, then played for Barcelona in Spain, and then last year he played with Zenit Saint Petersburg in Russia. Um, he is from Ontario, has played for the Canadian national team, again, 28 years old. Last year, his first team all Euro League while averaging 13.5 points, 6.7 assists, and shooting 52% from the field and 39% from three. Uh, his contract, according to his agency, who told this news first to Bobby Marks of ESPN, two years, $3.5 million, only the first year is fully guaranteed. Evan, do you have like a take on this as a as a signing not too far away from training camp? Well, at first I had to double check if um, if uh, New Market, Ontario, if Winnipeg was in the same area as Ontario no. and Manitoba. But no, no, do you not know your provinces? Uh, I I don't. Uh. I talked Justin Rowan on almost a daily basis, but I just wanted to see if there were now two kind of old and washed up uh, Canadians on Cleveland's roster, but. <laughs> In different ways in their payroll, but I don't hate One is an independent contractor, okay? That's fair. I mean, yeah, that's fair. I don't hate the Pangos edition, though, because let's be honest here. Darius Garland is entering his third year at the Cavaliers, and before this, his backups were Dante Exum, Matthew Delvadova, at times Damian Dotson, and Colin Sexton. With Dotson not really being a point guard, Sexton not really having the chops to facilitate an NBA offense. You really look at Exum and Della Vadova as the two primary backups. The Cavs can rely on either of those two, and that kind of hurt Garland long-term because you lean on him heavily because that hurts the offense if he implodes. I think this is a smart move, and to quote you, Chris, the Cavs are adding an adult to the room. Pangos is 28, so he's the same age as us. And um, it's not a bad thing. He has a ton of experience. I don't think he's ever going to play much at all. He's going to be a break glass in case of emergency-type situation. I think certain reporters thinking that if the Cavs trade Ricky Rubio, 
they're being awfully lofty thinking Pangos is going to get serious minutes. I just think he's going to be a veteran. He's going to be a nice option. Um, he went undrafted even though he's 6'2", which is kind of an ideal size for a point guard at the time, but he's a little small now in the grand scheme of things. He just he has a 6-foot wingspan, and he is not athletic at all. But he can shoot. He can move the rock. Those are two things the Cavs need. Um, I don't hate this addition. I don't really see why anyone would get too upset about it. So just not too bad. Maybe maybe if the Cavs go get a Linux, we can have a nice little Gonzaga reunion and Kevin Love just screams internally. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kevin, he got paid a bunch of money by the Pistons, if I'm remembering correctly. I believe so. But, hey, man, Good for him. possible. Um, yeah. So Get that bad, Kelly. Yeah, so I, I think the Pangos thing is, like, fine. I think, like, there's obviously a big, like, hole-shaped wing on the roster. Um, I tend – I'm just, like, I already I, – I, I'm like envisioning just like JB Bickerstaff like playing Isaac Okoro like Luel under t- Luel Dang under Tibbs level of minutes until they like figure out the wing situation. Oh like if if like Osman and, and Windler and all those guys like don't pin out, Okoro's just playing like 40 minutes a night. <laughs> He's just like end of the year, just like in a in a ice bath, just recuperating in in Atlanta. Um, but Pangos is I th- hey what to be fair, Antonio Lang was a six eight forward out of Duke. And he played for the Suns and the Cavs. He could always, you know, lace back up and go back out there and play some backup minutes for the Cavs. Yeah, I'm sure he. I'm sure he'd be. You know, his body would just be thrilled to, to go through the process of getting ready to play on like two days' notice. Um, so, like, I think stranger things have happened for the Cavs. Anderson Verjaj played for the team last year. Who would have thought? But um, Sam Decker could come back. Who knows? Toronto Raptor Sam Decker. Um, wonder what he thinks of I know. tax policy. But uh, anyway, uh, so. Pang- I have a joke. No, that we're I'll not. Say we're not. We're, yeah, we're, we'll, I already went too far. Pangos is like I think a good like break glass in case of emergency option and backup point guard, right? Like Rubio has had oh, injuries yeah. in the past. Garland obviously hasn't had as many injuries like overall, but like came into league with an injury, missed some time last year. Um, nothing like super crazy, but like in Texan obviously he's been pretty durable, but missed some time last year for the first time. Like I think he's he's the right age. He makes sense. Look, like if if you get to a point. Where Ricky Rubio is, you end up trading him at the deadline or something. You're like, okay, look, like we know you're not coming back. We are gonna like trade you to a contender and get a second round pick back or whatever. I think Pangos is a guy that like you can then run him out as like your very cheap, affordable, stable veteran backup point guard option. I think he's certainly better than Matthew Delavadova is at Del- at this point in Delhi's basketball life. And you can try him out, and if it does, that's that's a bold statement on your part. And then the year after, if like if it works, then you have a very very affordable backup point guard. And if it doesn't work, okay, you go on your merry way. He can go back to Europe, go play for another NBA team, whatever. And, and you're you go you know you go back shopping in the market next summer. I think this is just like good Rubio insurance. I don't you know I don't think he has like the cachet or like even like I don't I I'm not gonna tell you that I'm like have intimate understanding of his game at this point in time. I don't think he has like the flair or like the the cachet that like Rubio does. Just I, I would doubt he does, but I think like he could be a serviceable NBA player capable of filling option. I like this as opposed to some of like the younger options. Again, the cost is like for again for a team that like doesn't actually have like cap space to do anything significant and didn't all offseason like this this makes sense to me it's kind of like out of nowhere a little bit but like i I kind of get it yeah no i absolutely agree and you know who else is significant chris our friends at sweat block 
So there are a few things in life that are just aren't fun to talk about. One of them is excessive sweating. You know when you're sweating through your shirts for no reason, it's embarrassing, right? Some of you may know that I personally have dealt with this. When I speak in public, I can't help but sweat through my shirt. Now, listen. I know this isn't life and death, and there are much worse problems in the world, but let's be honest. In the moment, it feels like a big deal. Nobody likes to pit out during an important speech, interview, or first date. I'd much rather not worry about it, and that's why I use Sweatblock's antiperspirant wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it the night before bedtime, go to bed, and the next morning you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat, guaranteed. Like, for real, I, I put it on before the show I worked out. Pre-dinner, uh, took a quick shower, threw on some sweat block, and I'm thinking, you know, this is a great opportunity for Wednesday's Loft on Cavs Live. I know this will sound too good to be true, though, but I literally only have to use sweat block once a week, and it keeps me dry the whole time. No more pitting out, no more picking my shirts based on what will hide sweat better, and I can work great with confidence. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Chris, I love you like a brother. You need to check out Sweatblock. Get it today with 20% off at sweatblock.com and promo code locked on or at Amazon or CVS. Also got to tell you about our friends at DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. You have another, you know, you're going into your parents' app to watch the good stuff. You're using your phone to watch like sports highlights. Like it is, your 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 eyes are everywhere. And like, look, I want to tell you about a way to get a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream and it brings you your live TV on demand favorites all together in one place like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required and your content varies by package. Evan, do you have any final Pangos thoughts, some penultimate Pangos thoughts before we get out of here? Some uh, punctual Pangos thoughts before we get out of here? When you say get out of here, we're moving on to the next segment. Yes. Correct? Yeah. No, I'm gonna okay. hit it. When you say get out, when you say get out of here, it usually means running the show. That's true. I mean, that's that's true. That's true. This is only like a 30-ish minute stream, so we are, you know, a little tighter yeah. ship. A little tighter ship today. The, tighter ship. Are, so Chris can, so Chris can get his sleep. Well, you know, we we the basketball gods. I should the AKA the kids media department. His little market and Rubio will be speaking to the media on Thursday, so we will react to that. Uh, for a mm-hmm. show and I, I uh, a little something that that comes before that that might whet your whistle. Well, we can talk about that. And then uh, I already recorded an episode for Friday where if you watch it on YouTube, I'm wearing the I just because I recorded it a little bit before this, I'm wearing the same shirt and hat in that video with Ricky O'Donnell from SB Nation talking about Larry Marketing. Chris, this is actually a cry for help. I can tell you need folks to support. Yeah, the hit, by look, hit subscribe so, so I can Chris buy can clothes, a new hat, a new shirt. Yeah, I I need support. Um. <sighs> unbelievable he does like you know we've we've hit hard times here on lockdown cap it's not really we're still we have but do you you have any final pangos thoughts as we kind of get ready to move on here no not really like i said i think it's a good signing it's just it is what it is it's not nothing really to lose any sleep over it's a vet men signing they dipped into their mle so the Cavs finally did use their mid-level exception a little bit so there we go banner baby there we go um yeah hit the bell Ding ding ding. ding 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 uh retire that jersey but, but uh, other than that not a huge okay. deal so let's move on to ben simmons uh mark stein from 
Substack, uh, Mark Stein, the famous NBA. I don't really know how to like refer to like them now that they don't have like a ne- necessary like outlet. I guess I have to like remember like the it's name. Substack. But it's like, but it's like so like Spencer Ackerman is like a, a reporter uh, who has a Substack called Forever War. So I would be like. His new, from his newsletter, Forever Wars, on Substack, but I don't like know the name of Mark Stein's like Substack newsletter. Like if I was referring to like Tom Ziller, I would be like, "Good morning, it's basketball uh, on Substack from Tom Ziller." Like I, I don't remember like the it's, publication it's the, name. It's it's the Stein line. Okay, I believe. Okay, so the Stein line, Mark, Mark Stein, Stein presents just the Stein ev- line. Everyone knows Mark Stein. Substack's the Stein line. Yes. So he uh, reported in his power rankings that the Cavs like still are interested in. Uh, Ben Simmons, they would like to, you know, wait around and maybe get involved in that. I, Evan, I, nothing has really changed for me. I just nope. kind of like look at this and I look at like the market and it's like, I don't, I don't know if a resolution is coming anytime soon. It certainly doesn't feel like it. And I just, I just look at the Cavs roster now and I'm just like, I, I have no conception of like what a offer the Cavs, that the Cavs could put together that would actually compel Philly to trade Ben Simmons to them. Yeah, well, like, I've kind of done some sleuthing on it myself, and I wrote this for Facebook bulletins right down Euclid, just, you know, to help you with these titles here. Uh, the Cavs would probably have to get a third team involved in order to really get Ben Simmons, because their most tradable asset was Larry Nance, and they traded him to Portland to get a first-round pick in order to acquire Larry Markkinen. Um after that, it's their 2022 first-round pick. And I don't think Philly has much interest in that. And then it's Kevin Love, which, you know, doesn't do much. And, I mean, Ben Simmons is – here's my frustration. You can crystallize the Ben Simmons experience based on what happened last year in the playoffs against the Hawks, but you should not let that happen because it does not speak to the volume of player that Ben Simmons is. Jackson Frank put up a good point today saying that – if the Sixers let this play out and let Ben play 10 games and let him average 19, 19, 9, 9, and 7 or something absurd like that, or like 19, 9, and 9 with a couple of steals and blocks as well, they could really boost his trade value again. Because Ben said, or at least Brian Windhorst said that Ben Simmons told the Sixers, it's not my fault that you guys can't boost which, my trade which, value. Well, which like also just like... It's so like, funny. It's just like... It's so funny. I love like the, the posturing that is just like leaked. It just... I None of it ever makes like any sense to me, to be quite honest with you. No. But... Other than that, it's Colin Sexton, who the Cavs aren't exactly thrilled they have to might commit a bunch of money to, so they're going to try and wait and see if they can let this drag out to restricted free agency next year and see what he gets to the open market and just figure it out from there. Or they can find a team that's willing to extend him now and trade him, but Philly isn't a team that's interested in extending him from what I've gathered, so they'd have to get the third team involved. And I floated Memphis as an idea. I think that makes sense. Like, if you can maybe pry Dylan Brooks or Kyle Anderson from the Grizzlies and then reroute one of those two to Philly alongside Kevin Love, that's not a terrible... And maybe, like, a first-round pick for your troubles, too, just because that's another asset for the Sixers um, to use. I don't think that's a terrible thing, but I do think it's still out of the realm of possibility because Memphis is a pretty... I've questioned a lot of their moves they made. I feel like they haven't made steps towards building around John Morant and kind of, like pushing the needle forward a little bit they're kind of treading water a little bit and still rebuilding slash retooling well so, but but i but i think I they're like know. consciously like look like we're not gonna win the title why don't we just like oh yeah like, but it's so it's like we're we're gonna like we're in a really good conference let's like take a smarter step back and like still have the pieces in place and then like we can let the young core pieces still kind of carry us right like i i think that for me is sort of um that like they i think they're what they've done is that is 
sort of fine like them not like throwing everything at it now to kind of make it work right like, i think i think they've taken I advantage of you and i disagree i think they've just taken advantage of like situations where teams are a little bit desperate and they can extract value out of that so then if they want to make oh, a trade yeah. in 12 months they're positioned to do so if they want to take another big swing in in several months they can do so right like i i think they're they and they're, they're drafting really well like they're doing things that are smart oh, I, yes. I think and figuring stuff out so I, i'm i'm pretty like if the Cavs were like were in i would take Memphis's position over the Cavs like 10 out of 10 times. It's not particularly close. Oh, I say this all the time. I'm envious of Lockdown Grizzly, Sean Coleman, and the fact that he gets to cover one of the most fun, young, and exciting teams in the league. Uh, but other than that, like the Cavs would have to get a third team involved because they just do not have the ammunition to entice Philly for a te- for a two-team trade. And that's where it can kind of get a little messy. But I think just based on how I have an understanding of how the marketing trade worked, if Philly sets a price for Cleveland... I do have faith in Kobe Altman's ability if he really wants to go get something to go acquire it because from what I've gathered, the Bulls didn't want Larry Nance, which still blows my mind. They wanted a first and a second for marketing, and Kobe Altman went and did that by trading Nance to Portland and then turning it into a three-teamer. So it's an interesting way. It's a bit of a dick-measuring contest between Maury and Clutch Sports and Ben Simmons right now too. I do think his value is pretty low, but I don't think it's as low as people might think it is because they're kind of just baking their take based on what happened against Atlanta, which again, going up against and not do, committing to that dunk is still a pretty zany move, but you'd have to get another team involved, I think. Yeah. So like, if you're, if you're Cleveland. Yeah. So I did a uh, thing with SB Nation NBA and uh, collaborated with Ricky O'Donnell and Paul Hudrick from Liberty Ballers, their 76ers community. And like, like was one of the Cavs were listed as one of the teams that could like make a trade for Simmons and have it make sense. And then I provided some analysis on the trade that they kind of proposed to me. And the trade that they, Ricky and Paul came up with was Rubio Garland and Okoro for, in a pick for Simmons. And I was just like, no, like I, no. I, I understand no. it's a talent play. I understand like all of that, but like, I think like you could see a world where the Cavs like maybe do this. Like I literally wrote in the piece, and I don't know if I even totally agree with this, but like I think in reality like they might do that to some extent. But like I don't know why Philly would do that, right? Like I don't think that helps them in any meaningful way immediately. It doesn't give them like the wing shooter they kind of need. Like it's it's combustible there in that sense. And like I just think the Cavs are if they're trading for Ben Simmons, like. I think like they would probably like to find a home for Kevin Love and get that off that money. And I also just literally wrote here, this is my last line. So this is where you and I, I think, agree here. Simmons to Cleveland might just be too complicated to do unless a third team gets involved. I, I, I think that's a reality. Um, Kyle Newback, I should also yep. shout out him from the Philly Voice, uh, does a really good job covering the Sixers. Wrote a piece there that went up on Wednesday, um, kind of outlining the Cavs as like a talking, kind of mentally working through that and if you want to read something longer on that from a Philly inside does a really good job covering the team. I uh, go, go check out Kyle's work. I'll, I'll link that in our show notes. Um, but I, th- I mean, I think we should leave Ben Simmons there. We're going to come back, take some questions, but first oh, we're never going to leave Ben Simmons. Like he's never going to go. Well, away. no, Ben Simmons will go away and he's like a Sacramento King and he's playing on the fourth California team. Or as I would like to call it team Ladybird. Hmm. Playing, Good name, but God. If, if, I, if Greta, as a Ben Simmons Greta believer, Gerwig I'd just be rocking so a Ben upset. Simmons jersey courtside, baby. Let's go. But as a Ben Simmons believer, I'd be so unhappy that he has to be coached. But great to get to play a time. I mean, he could, he could get fired. And Luke Walton get fired. Fox, That's, you know, coaches go, player, players are the league, coaches come and go. But anyway, Evan, we got to tell everyone about our friends at Built Bar. 
Bill Barr is celebrating the freedom of choice of protein bar. Do you know that Bill Barr has so many delicious flavors? I, of course you do. You listen to the show, you hit subscribe on YouTube, and you and you love Bill Barr like us. I eat Bill Barr. You love Bill Barr. I love them. I eat you, them all the time. You just say that confusing. go-to sweet treat. Right, there you go. Coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie. Those are some of the great flavors. Evan's favorite cookies and cream. Um, I got to go right now. I, I love the strawberry. It just tastes like a chocolate-covered strawberry. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors in one pack, and you can try them all and find out which one is your favorite, too. Remember, 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs amazing flavors all tasty and all healthy order today and get that cookies and cream that strawberry or whatever it is you like built bar is also the official protein bar of the u.s track and field team go to built.com and use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your order again that is promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this football season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at BetOnline. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 100, yes, 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day Super Promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener, which is tomorrow, between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, peep that helmet on Chris Manning's shelf, and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and don't forget to also use promo code Locked On. All right, let's go into questions. As promised, first one from our friend Judah says, "Hey, hope- the man, the myth, the legend." Hey guys, hope you're both doing well. Can the Cavs trade for someone before the season? Um, I would say like maybe, but like I just don't really know like who that would be. Ben Simmons, obviously. But if it's not Ben Simmons, like I just I don't I think like what ha- what's going to happen here is you run into the season like with marketing with Allen, with Rubio, like it's kind of like your quote unquote like offseason acquisitions. Obviously, Allen was on the team last year, but you resigned him. You bring in Mobley as your big draft pick. Like, I, I think you're just, I, I saw it like, I, I saw someone on Twitter be like, the Cavs just clearly kind of believe that like they think their their guys are positioned to, um, like they're ready to rock. I think it's sort of just like, they don't have the cap space to upgrade on some of them and they're banking on internal growth. And I, I the more and more I thought about this team, I really think they're like a year away. But to answer Judah's question, I think trades are just kind of not really a thing right now. No, I mean, let me ask you this, Chris, uh, pop up a bubble here. Evan Dameral asks, Chris Manning, what do you think is the most Cavs move possible the Cavs could possibly make to acquire a player? I think it's getting Buddy healed somehow. Like, I would actually rip my hair out uh, I think it, I, th- I think it would be trading, doing something with, like, next year's first-round pick with, like, way too light of protections. Like, oh, that t- Oh, my stomach being flipped. Being like, hey, like, we can get, like, an average small forward with, like, for, like, a top-five protected pick. Like hey, we're gonna trade. We're gonna trade like our top like five protected twenty twenty two pick for Harrison Barnes for, or for like T J Warren. Like that's just dumb asset management. Like I think T J Warren's good, oh. but he's coming off an injury and like that's just not like value you should trade your your high picks for. Like 
Like no, again, rebuilds don't like, rebuilds do not last forever. You're gonna see a point where the Cavs like whether it's with Sexton or Garland or Accor or whomever, if it's Allen and marketing in a year or like uh, whoever, they're going to cash in some of these young pieces, not pay all of them and then get veteran talent that's better now. This organic kind of growth, of course, core six doesn't exist for these teams. Like it just doesn't really work that way. Core four barely Don't exists get too emotionally ways. attached to a lot of these young players. I think they're all available for the right price. Yeah, Chris and, and, I, and I think like a year from now in particular, there could be some configuration is, and, and maybe if the like if they can i think i think one of the smartest actually if the Cavs are going to do anything before the season or i should say specifically before the trade deadline if they want to be involved in trades to take a cue from memphis buy out kevin love create some cap space to eat short-term money and get picks that's what i would do that's my advice yeah that's a really smart move i just want to i'm pulling one up here um so my this is from my friend kevin stinkwitz i just want to roast him for a second uh, he says, I can K-Dog has it hanging. Evan, you'll actually meet him at, at Phoebe Bridgers. I'm so excited, dude. Can't wait. Can't oh wait. My, oh, my gosh. Can't wait. Let's the fact go. That she, uh, the fact that she's covering a really good Bo Burnham song just well it's also it's also very funny it. that like when she enters oh, it's on brand for well but it she but it's very funny that she enters to i've got a good i've got a feeling about the black head peas <laughs> like it's, it's just funny like that's just extremely and funny she ends with that funny feeling by bo Burton, yes which is about how you feel incredibly uncomfortable uh-huh. with how the world is evolving into vanity and obsession with being online yeah um just i just wanted to roast kevin and uh note that he's going to talk to you a lot about like traffic patterns that's just what hey, he he's a kevin guy. The Cleveland Charger having open tryouts soon. <laughs> Don't let your memes be dreams. Yeah, move, Go out there and try yeah, move, it. Yeah, move home, buddy. Um, anyway, uh, question from Yakety Yak111. Top three all-time Canadian Cavs players. So I think there's like the number one all-time is very clearly Tristan Thompson. Yeah, it's Tristan so Thompson. I gotta, but I got to um, go, do a quick Google search. Canadians who played in the NBA. Nick Stauskas played for the Cavs. He wasn't very Sauce good. Castillo, Anthony, Anthony Bennett. Anthony Bennett. Kevin Pangos will soon play for the Cavs. Andrew Wiggins. Summer League Andrew Wiggins might give Tristan Thompson a run for his money at number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Googling, too. Oh, Mifondu Kagambele. Oh, yeah. I forgot he's Canadian. Yes. Um, no. Samuel Dallenbear. Did he play for the Cavs? No, I don't think so. Um, Neither did Ken Burch. The Google's lying to me. So this, I, th- I think the answer is Summer League Andrew Wiggins, Tristan Thompson, Tristan Thompson. and Nick Stauskas. Yes. With like no, Justin Rowan, he plays for the Cavs. <laughs> Pargos just uh, just Pangos just gets in the top three immediately by like contributing positive minutes because Nick Stauskas like wasn't that good who went and played in like for like Sevilla, um, um, in Spain. Yeah. Or Anthony Bennett wasn't good enough to even stick with a Puerto Rican team who was literally <laughs> brand new. And they cut him, like, literally five days after he signed there. That's still... Yeah, there's not a lot of Canadian players to play for the Cavs. It's Tristan Thompson, um, Anthony Bennett, obviously, Andrew Wiggins, Nick Stauskas. And then there's a bit of a blur there. And then you get to Kavangele, you get to Pangos, you get to... That's Nick Stauskas. Kavangele becomes number three if he makes the roster over Taco Fall. I kind of, I think he will, but 
jokes aside, like we talked about this. Look, but like who who's gonna Evan who will get the two way deal? Yeah, but like who's gonna sell? Like we're gonna see one of these two, one of those two. Yeah, possibly both of them sharing the floor for the Cavs at some point next season. (sighs) Taco Fall and Calvin Gayle sharing the floor floor when they're when when they're down like forty points to like the Sixers or something. You know what I mean? Like they're getting their butts kicked. Like they're in Miami and down like thirty five, and it's like, well, guess we're just gonna play Peng Pangos and the and the two big guys and Jetty Osmond's gonna run around for a little bit, I guess. Like there we go. Larry Nance is tuned in. Larry Nance is tuned in on League Pass and just quietly smiles at his house in Portland because the trees are still tall. Eating a nice voodoo donut. All right, a question from Justin Ames. Well, he can't eat voodoo donuts. He's gluten intolerant. He he literally Instagrammed a picture the other in his store the other day and said, "If you know, you know." With a sign of the voodoo donut sign, Evan. I come prepared with. Could have just taken a. He could have just taken. He probably got a gluten. He probably got a gluten-free donut. They sell those. Yeah, but I, I'm just don't don't. I'm just stalling. Here. <laughs> Get out of here! All right, Justin Ames asks, "What about trading for Cam Reddish? We've talked about this before. I tend it's to. It's not going to happen. I, yeah, like I, I just look at that and it's like again, like our, I, I think trading for players that are about to demand new contracts is like extremely complicated. It just, it just, it's also kind of it just foolhardy is. on the cast part too. I guess, like, in my I, opinion, but like, I, it's like I get that kind of trade, but I think like if they're gonna trade for a wing who's like still kind of young, it's gonna be a guy who's already signed the second contract and like doesn't fit in the situation. Like, if you're looking for like a jetty, not like jetty is not uh, like you got to see if you can improve jetty first. But like, you're looking for like a guy who's like maybe more proven than jetty who just like isn't fitting in his current situation. Like, that's the type of wing i think you're kind of looking for if you're looking for a trade opposed to like a camp reddish or like a guy that hasn't even finished yeah. his contract yet it's either that or yeah i just don't think like i know atlanta's asking price is a first round pick and a cost controlled veteran like yeah jetty osman kind of and the future for like a future first of all that'd be 2022 would be the answer for cleveland there with mm-hmm. atlanta but like chris said you don't want to be capping and limiting the ceiling of your team because you're going to be paying all these players up front like Garland's extension eligible next year. They're going to have to commit money to Colin Sexton next year if they want to keep him. Yeah, Reddish would be as well. Like Atlanta fell into that pitfall by having to pay John Collins top dollar. Like rightfully so, he had a phenomenal postseason. But I was, I remember for the longest time the Hawks didn't want to pay what John Collins wanted, and they ended up doing that. And I think the Hawks will reach their ceiling eventually too because of it. Yeah, I mean they've already hit the point where like they're young. Some of their young guys have been moved in and out a little bit, so it just kind of is what it is. Okay, uh, let's take two more questions. First one is from Colin Reddick. Um, is there a surprise player who could get cut in training camp that the team could grab? Someone who might not gel with the coach. So I would just say, Evan, for me here, that my only take on this, and I get the intrigue, but it's like I think NBA stuff does works very differently than the NFL, where it's like the guaranteed money, like like the, the talent pool is different. Mm-hmm. Guys, you know, the money just works very differently. Like I, I think cuts don't work the same way in the nba that they do in the nfl and i for that reason i don't think this stuff really really happens uh, all that much Nah, i mean in terms of surprise cuts i i think i'd be surprised if kevin love is cut right now i think he's going to be bought out eventually well, I but i think i think it, i think hearts. it means like looking at like other teams like looking at like if like the uh, ne- like the opposite side so like the browns for instance like so like the browns like okay cut, now could, i could, understand could the question. i thought he yeah meant, like, yeah I mean, I could be misunderstanding. would cut that another right. team would grab, right? So like, Kevin Love would be grabbed by a contender then, but on yeah, a yeah. Deal. But like, so like the Browns cut Kadira Hodge, and then like the Lions pick him up, right? Like, like I don't that mm-hmm. sort of like 
moving around Dave his training Zavak camp. Dave wins either way. Uh, I don't know if he's a. I think it's just. Yeah, I don't, David Kiefer's for Detroit, but he, he yeah, but he's like, a, but he's also like a card well yeah, because like, he grew up in, in beautiful Toledo, Ohio. Yeah, I was just there. Great, great, a lot of great golf courses in Toledo. I got to tell you, the um, Glass City. But um, Ohio literally went to war with Michigan. There's, for the city there's, of Toledo. there's a very good, if anyone is. That Evan, what Evan just said is That's true. That's why Ohio State and Michigan are actually rivals because yeah. the war ended like twenty years. Uh, there's at, a, like twenty years after the war ended, they started playing football regularly, and there was still a lot of animosity between both teams because of it. Because uh, a few veterans, I think, played on both sides. There's a, there's a very good podcast called This Day in Esoteric History that did a whole episode about that. It's like twenty something minutes long. Um, Hanif, uh, can't pronounce his last name. He's this poet from Columbus. You probably follow him on Twitter. Um, really, really good poet. Um, and just really cool seeming dude. Uh, he was on there and talked about it. It's very funny. Just a very funny, like American history is like bonkers along the way. It's not pods really good. Um, I know a player that might get cut the casket sign. Who? We can edit on this note if you want. No, we'll do one more. We'll do one more question after this. Say the name and then Andre Drummond will get cut by the Philadelphia 76ers. I thought you had like a serious one and then you're just like, that's I had that little smirk on my face. Yeah. But like sometimes you, sometimes that means you came with like a good idea and, and whatever. Okay. So Colin has, Listen, I, I, I'm, I'm a volume shooter like Colin Sexton. Sometimes I miss, sometimes I hit. All right. So we're going to ask one from friend of the program. Alona. Uh, do you, did you guys touch upon how many minutes the non-Pangos Kevin will play for the team? How true is the story uh, that he came there only playing six to twelve minutes? So I think um, mm, I love that the, the, the non-Pangos Kevin is like put that on a T-shirt or like give me a sticker. Um, I think twelve to fifteen is the cap. Yeah, I think twelve to fifteen, maybe twenty is the and, cap. It just depends on how his calf. Well, is and feeling. I would be blown away if he plays back to backs. Same, big same. Um, I think they'll keep like Dean Wade for sure will be on the roster, but he'll be kind of that fourth slash third power forward that plays more minutes when Kevin Love sits. Yeah. Um, we had. A, I just want to note on this end. We had some Colin also Reddick also asked about like dumping Kevin Love. I just think like you can't dump that massive amount of salary without giving up real stuff. I th- I think you're already like again like you Team USA was their last gasp. But, like if he should some and that semblance was, of that was but that ability, was even like such a thin margin. Razor. Uh, yeah, thin. it was like the the like you know. I, like I the thought process behind it was okay. He's gonna play with Kevin Durant and other some of the other best players in the world. It should make him, in theory, look better because people like point to Carmelo Anthony like, in London, but that was a different beast in itself. Stay mellow, man. But I, I really think, in my heart of hearts, Kevin won't be traded. He'll be bought out. Yeah. Um, and also, and it's going to be a, a, a stare off on who, how much money he wants to get. Well, off. and we've seen the going price of like, let's say you want to call Sam Presti and like dump Kevin Love. Uh, to Oklahoma City in some capacity, right? Like let's like or a team that has like cap You're you're paying a premium to do that, and it is not worth it to me. Like to do that, I don't think. Absolutely not. I I, I and who would Oklahoma City really send back at this point too? Because they it's, gave back Al Horford for Kemba. It's just yeah, but I I think they still have cap space. They do. I mean, in theory, doesn't Detroit have cap space too? If they send back some of their players, yeah, but like have some a little bit of flexibility, like Olenek could come back. That would be bizarre. Um, I just think about Alona would uh, quit uh, the Cavs. <laughs> She's in the tra- chat right now. Uh, she uh, would quit the Cavs uh, if Kelly Olenek was the send off for Kevin Love. A buyout at some point before 
like the maybe the, right after the trade deadline so we can then go sign with someone probably is where this heads i would guess unless like yes yeah, unless it's just because unless it's just like so uncomfortable which it could very well could be like i yeah like i am like it is unfortunate because like i if you're the Cavs, like you would I, i'm sure that like you would like everyone to just talk about like mobley and and sexton and garland and your two of isaac and whatever but like there's just going to be a very like gq cover model esque six ten man just hanging around He's going to have some really sick uh, Ralph Lauren sweaters. Dude, that one sweater he had of a teddy bear doing a kickflip from Ralph Lauren, I looked it up the other day. That thing was five grand when it first came out. Now it's like, because of Hype Beast, it's like $50,000. I'm, I'm a, like, Damn, I'm a, buy me some clothes. I'm a print GQ reader, and the, uh, I get very stressed when I'm like reading like the, like, so I was reading like the Jason Sudeikis profile last month. Um, very good profile. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like looking at like how much like the f- like he- the fits he was dressed in cost, and I was just like, oh, like this is this, this is, is lots how of rich money. people dress. Yeah, I and they hire people to buy those clothes for them, and then so and then dress them on a day to day basis. Yeah, it's like being like a first grader pretty much when your mom picked out your clothes and your parents paid and picked out for your clothes too. But like, but the caveat that- is now that you pay for the clothes and pay for the stylist yeah and they like look much better than the clothes you're wearing in first grade that you then like dump like you like have like pop tart crumbs on your on your chest or dude something. my fit was fire as hell in first grade i was an ll bean gap kid <laughs> shout outs to sue she dressed me well you bo- mom bougie, if you're watching right bo- now bougie, doubt it but thank you bougie madonna county boy right there um but that is gonna be it we're gonna wrap it up there this has been lockdown calves live on youtube Find Evan on Twitter at M. Evan. Find me on Twitter at CWM Rights. Find Evan's work at Rights on Euclid. That's at Facebook Bulletin. Fear the Sword. Check me out at Plug Dime. Your Substack. Yeah, uh, $20 and a souvenir. Subscribe. Great name. I uh, subscribed today because Chris didn't share it with me. I just thought you would. I'm not trying to force things on people. I want I want that to be somewhere where like if people like generally want to like follow along with what I'm doing and randomly like read some random other thing I'm, I want to write in in whatever just go there it's never gonna cost money um just do it yeah it's fun i usually just, just do it yeah just do it man um and just, just do it fear the sword the dime, there we go folks dime up rocks uh forbes bunch of other places cleveland magazine but if you get the print issue of cleveland magazine i don't have it on my desk otherwise i'd show you i have a browns one page preview in that issue uh salute to my buddy dylan seward for giving me that work so anyway that's gonna be it hit that subscribe button on youtube thumbs up on the video hit that notification bell back tomorrow talking what no judah thank you thank you judah uh we'll be back tomorrow talking about the rubio and marketing media availability uh and friday ricky o'donnell do you want to do do you want to go live for that one or do you just want to uh we'll we'll, we'll text off air we'll text off air and talk about it okay Okay. Everyone, Sounds have good. a good one. See, see you then, everyone. Later. Peace out.